All right, you guys ready? Let's do this. You're listening to the best of the best of the best. This is like proof of the supernatural. This is not the first goal scored by a hand this month. What? You made your own luck. You win by winning. When he plays, he scores. You're a pouty baby that doesn't deserve to be a baby. He's just a beardo. Si, senor. I would like the Pollo Ranchero, por favor. I'm just going to pour myself another bourbon and just let this thing roll. <laughs> All right. Welcome to the latest edition of the FPL America podcast. This is David Smith. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> Scott little, Weeby. Brian Shesko. Threw a little twang on it, uh, Scott. You threw Brian a Shesko. lot of twang on that, uh, <laughs> and Brian Chesco would agree. Yeah. Uh, hello, gentlemen. We are done with Game Week 24. What a novel concept to be sitting down on a Monday night and a Game and Week, the match is, week is over. complete. This feels like pre-COVID stuff right here. It feels like normal stuff right mm, here. For sure. We are headed into a tricky, interesting, strategic, loaded Game Week 25. Also an empty Game Week 25 for some. It'll all make sense when we get to the end of this podcast, if you don't know what I'm talking I'm about. Up, picking up what you're putting down there, Scooter. I figured. <laughs> I'll cut it. I'll cut it. No, it's not bad. <laughs> I'll cut it. A little Easter egg for your brother. <laughs> uh, Dave wants to kick off this uh, episode talking about Everton and Leeds for some reason, but we're not going to let that happen. We're going to talk about Arsenal. We'll talk about City. We'll talk about everything in between all the segments we make up along the way. Does, that, will, does yeah. that does that is that introduce it well enough, Dave? I think so. I, I think I think we will have a week. Uh, last couple of weeks we haven't really had some of our normal segments, and I think I think this pod's going to lend itself to bringing a few of those back. We'll so have gonna, the yeah the return of a of an an oldie but a goodie. It's been a while, but it'll be yeah, here. I think there's good reason for it. Yeah, um, kicking it old school. No. <laughs> Well, I, I no. wouldn't. I wouldn't call it that, but yeah, it's kind of that. Okay. Sure. Let's talk about game week twenty-four, and possibly. Well, we have to talk about game week twenty-five, and we might even go beyond game week twenty-five. Oh, what? okay. That sounds. Wow. That sounds complicated. Let's it get on with it. Here feisty. we go. We have to start with uh, Dave's beloved Arsenal. We don't have to. No, I mean, we do. I, I feel like there's some form of favoritism here. But here again, and I will continue to say this as they continue to be there, we finish another match week. And I don't know when it started. Maybe match week four or five. Four or five, okay. But Arsenal are still top of the table. Yeah. And I've been saying this pretty much every pod, like, until they're not there. But right now they're still there. As shocked as I am that they're still there, well, they're still there. I thought by now starting the podcast with Arsenal every week would would jinx them out of doing that every <laughs> right, week, and here I we agree. are again. So, Scott, go ahead. I yeah. mean, he says they still are. For a moment, they weren't top of the table when at you're... the end of the complete match week, Scott. Yes, yes. Since the our you last can lose episode. it overnight and gain it back. The match week, you gotta get to the end of the match week, and they have it. Still have a game in hand on the old. They do. The old city guys. They do. Uh, all right. So I don't remember the last time a narrative flipped so quickly and so completely as it did at the end of this match. So well, I had. You go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. I had an entire agenda for just this match and what to discuss. It was going to be about 
first of all, it's going to be about Brian being ridiculously right when Watkins and Saka scored the opening goals. Hey, you guys asked me, do you want Kelechi and Acho or Watkins? I said Watkins. Go back and reel the tape back in. Anyways, <laughs> continue. I, I'm actually kind of excited to talk about Leicester and Manchester United when right. we get there. But yeah, but this, yeah, Ollie, Ollie did it again. Yeah. Right. It was going to be about Odegaard winning the Wasteful Player of the Week award. It was right, going to be yeah, about sure. Eddie and Kedia and all of his misses and how yeah. fast you want Gabriel Jesus oh back. You could yeah. still talk about that part. Yeah. That part is probably still relevant. And then, and then. It all falls apart for Villa. The script flipped in, Scott, in an instant. In an omen of epic World Cup trophy proportions, Scott, the soccer, ball falls. Football karma. It, seriously, the ball bounces off the post or crossbar. No, yeah. maybe yeah, technical. Crossbar. Bounces crossbar. off the crossbar, hits Emiliano Martinez in the face, and goes into the net. Goes crossbar, ground, well, head. Goal. I want to go back uh, at some point because we. But, I do want to talk about the the tying goal because that was also impressive. But just if, you know, of all the times for Zinchenko to get his first Arsenal goal, this was a, the best possible moment for, for sure. It. I want to talk about him in a minute, but yeah, the, well, but the but the go ahead goal, yeah, the Jorginho, Jorginho's goal was uh, was unbelievable. I want to say this even before then. I I talked to. To Brian the day before is either you or Matt. Sometimes those conversations are interwoven, but I'm like, I can already see what the script is going to be tomorrow. Like, if if Arsenal ends up, you know, losing this match, or or there's not a proper result, City wins. It's just going to be like we right now. It just feels so results narrative based, and like let's back up and have because let's think about this. The VAR, a, a referee is not refereeing anymore because the VAR was so bad. Can we wait to talk about Lee Mason until we get to City? Because okay. I really want to talk about it in okay. the context of but, City. But what my point being is the narrative was Arsenal in their last three not won any matches. Well, in their last six, there were two losses, two draws. So I'm sitting here and I'm thinking, okay, they've dropped 10 points in their last six. Now it's going to be 12 right. or 13 right. Right. in their last seven. That's what I'm talking about with this narrative flip. I know. And then all of a sudden, it is just... You know, you can't say they didn't deserve it. I mean, God bless Odegaard. Oh, my gosh. I mean, he'll just never have a better chance in his life to score a goal. Um, but, well, I don't know. He might have a chance as good as Holland's was. We'll get to that. But, you know, it just – you're right, Scott. It was crazy. I was um, – <laughs> my wife my wife was sitting down on the floor in front of me as I'm sitting on the couch and, like, She's asking me. She literally can't hardly move her neck and her right arm, and so I'm like digging, uh, just like a she like twinge something or, or whatever. And, old stinger and so and and she had something later that day that she didn't need to be stiff for, and so she asked me, like, "Hey, can, can you just like rub this and massage this for me?" And I'm of course I'm you know I'm watching the game, but time being what it was in our schedule, what we had like it had kind of had to happen right there. I couldn't be like, "Hey, hey, hey, you know, let's just." put this off for just a little bit. So like in the middle no of massages this, during Arsenal. No, matches. no, for sure. So, it, so I'm, I'm doing this. It's and, a great and, rule. <laughs> <laughs> Can you get that sign at a, at a, is that, I am is actually a really wondering. Pottery barn sign that you can get no massages. Probably. Is, is that something you can hang above your, above <laughs> your fire? We really plate? need to let Dave finish the story. Cause oh, I yeah, have no good. idea what he's talking about. Anyway. Either. So, so she's not paying attention to the game and all of a sudden the ball, Goes in on Jorginho's. Did you punch her goal. in the face accidentally? And I screamed. <laughs> and she's like, "Was that? Was that?" Like after I calmed down, <laughs> she said, 
you're breathing heavy. <laughs> and I said, I'm not sure I've breathed in the last 10 minutes. Like, I think I was so tense and nervous. Like, I wasn't even breathing right as I'm watching this match because they needed to win it so bad. So, anyways. There is so much innuendo in that story. <laughs> we, yeah. Hey, don't be nasty. Yeah, but, you know, this is a Can we any, any Yeah, any Dave story that involves massage and then heavy breathing. <laughs> I know, exactly. <laughs> and arsenal I, somehow. I want to tune out. Always arsenal, too. Uh, and when you were talking, uh, the uh, way to decide if it was me or Matt, I think, did... Did did someone call you a big idiot or a huge idiot? Because well, I think I think that could be that could determine you, which one was me and which yeah, one was him. That's fair. Can we uh, just acknowledge the fact that Martinelli gets the hockey style empty netter and not put too much into it? Because that's the most bogus. It's so crazy, in right? A, in, Every, a, in a in part of the segment uh, called go. "Pure Disappointment" this week, which is multiple <laughs> players and. Uh, Many other things that happened this week. Uh, Martinelli scores a breakaway goal because, of course, he would do that this week. The um, average FPL score is 44. Is that part of what you're talking about with disappointment? I mean, yeah, 44 I mean, the, the is a was, low. Yeah, the week was really low. It's low, uh, but especially for this year. Go back and look at everyone's average scores. This year's scores have been super high, mainly because of Holland. Yeah. People captaining him. Still the most captained. By the way, yeah, the the buffer didn't work out for everybody. the The Holland buffer is starting to fade. Uh, everybody should have kept in the hottest player in the uh, in, in the Don't planet get me started. right now in the world. Um, I, I, oh gosh. No, but I mean, I I would want to <laughs> say used like slack his therapy this weekend when he did not captain Marcus Rashford. The, Changed it last second. <laughs> but the 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 guys that you want to get you something, which are Saka and Odegaard. I think that's, yeah. I think I've, well, I mean, Mark. a lot of people like, I've got that. I've got, you know, I, that was part of my, I had two free transfers. I only used two free transfers as much as I wanted to do three or four transfers this week, but it was to make Martinelli turn into Saka. Ma- and Martinelli's ownership is still 34%. Right. Which is high. And I know a lot of that is just like, you know, I'm sure a lot of that is putting out other fires or, or not paying attention because you're a, not a human being on your team or you've stopped paying attention after week six or whatever. But what I'm saying is like you got Odegaard assist. Uh, he could have hauled this week. I mean, he should have scored a goal to me. It's the guys who, I mean, it's, it's in Kedia wasteful again, Dave. Yeah, I know. And I own him five shots for in which is the third most of the week or tied for third anyway. And all, all five shots in the box. That's you want that. That's the most. That's tied for the most yeah. of anybody this week. Was five shots in the box. He gets you nothing. He needs to try to kick it with his I feet and not his head. The worst part is that he had two big chances yeah. in in the match. Yeah. And I think you felt those chances when he had them. I mean, he should have gotten an assist. He would have the assist would it was it was his assist to Odegaard if Odegaard kicks that ball in the net because great hustle on him to chase down who Matty Cash I think yeah. it was on and, that and side. owners of Odegaard and Enkedia. Just right. crumbled fantasy wise. Right. So, it's, so it, you know, it's it's crushing for Enkedia owners. Odegaard gets you, you know, probably closer to fifteen this week if he you know, if he gets that. And then, yeah, and then of course Martinelli gets the breakaway goal. But back to like, more, like how many people have Ramsdale? I'm guessing a decent amount. How many people started Ben White or Saliba or? I mean, Gabriel had a a good header chance. I yeah. think in this. I think didn't he have a pretty clean header i feel like he had at least one like really good chance here 
But it's yeah, no, you're right. It's Zinchenko who ends up uh, getting his first FPL. Well, getting his first EPL goal ever. I think Zinchenko is third since the restart, but especially in the past few weeks, Zinchenko has been shooting a ton more. So he's only behind like Fabian Scher and I think Trent. When Arsenal uh, has since, the ball, they the, go to yeah. a back three when they're in possession, and he rolls up into the midfield. I mean, it, and it, they've been doing it all season. Honestly, Scott, I noticed this, and this is not the, a city part, but you know what? What Pep did when when they when he with Bernardo Silva the last two weeks, he's playing him like like Zinchenko plays when they have the ball. He rolls in the midfield. And then he falls back into defense. So when he says things like, you know, when Arteta was here, I was learning from him. And then all of a sudden I actually see it happen. And you're like, why is Bernardo Silva playing right back? And then all of a sudden you, you wrote, wait a minute. He's just doing exactly what Zinchenko's doing. And I was like, like, I didn't notice that till this week. And I'm like, wow, that's, that's interesting. Uh, correction. Zinchenko, uh, since the restart, since game week 17, second. For, among all defenders and shots, I just feel like that's not—that's wow. not the guy I would wow. have thought was going to be there. Yeah, so, I agree. Uh, yeah, thirteen shots for Zinchenko. Arteta uh, did say he'd been working on. They asked Arteta about it, and they're like, "Well, that's something he—he he has the green light on in practice." So, I mean, it's something yeah. I think that as he's been practicing. Yeah, four shots on target, number one for all defenders since game week seventeen. I mean, I. To me, he just hasn't been a guy. That I just, I mean, maybe did his price go up whenever Arsenal doubled last again a couple of weeks ago? I don't think so. Possible. I mean, just five point one for him. To me, like you know, as somebody who has Ben White, I mean, just I like I'm just gonna keep holding yeah. Ben White. Yeah. Like a lot of people are. I mean, if you have the other guys, I, this is his first goal. I mean, that's the thing. It's not. I don't want to make too big of a deal about that. He's got the most shots of any. I mean, definitely of any Arsenal player. But still, an Arsenal defender. But I, I mean, I just think it's it's telling. I mean, yeah. he, he's going to be in those positions more than definitely more. Than, I mean, Ben White started the game really attacking. I think that was something that he was noticeably like. While it was still nil nil for that five minutes, it was Ben White looked like he was right. going to be the guy most likely, and uh, by the end, it turned turned into Zinchenko. So, wasn't it in this match? I that this match in the City match for Arsenal. Are kind of blurring together right now. In my I, mind. I agree, but I, they were for wasn't, me too. Wasn't in this match. Ben White had a couple of stray passes, and then all of a sudden he subbed no, out. No, Tommy Asu started the City match. Okay, so that you know, so then it was this Villa match. He he had a few stray passes, and I'm thinking Ben White looks way off the pace. Tommy Asu comes in and cleans things up a little bit on that side, which was the wonder, opposite. Which was, which was the, the opposite the of the last. Yeah, the week before when Tommy Asu started, it's Tommy Asu. Just I makes mean, me wonder. It's just like, a I'm bad spot on, for them right now. Yeah, I'm, I'm holding on to Ben White too, but I just wonder how many minutes is Tommy Asu going to keep stealing from Ben White? Well, the, the way they said it, and I mean, this you can you can speak to this, you know, according to the announcers, when Tommy Asu uh, started game week twenty three, um, the comparison was to uh, Tommy Asu being a better one on one. Correct. Defender. That's exactly correct. So when Ben White was out there, that you know just. Yeah, he might be a little bit better going forward, but Tomiyasu is the better one-on-one defender, and so I just wonder if that's not a—that's just not their tactic, you know. Where if they feel like there's a weakness, if there's somebody that's particularly good on that side, that they don't just, you know, Ben White turns into a 
a bit more of a rotation risk. Maybe. Especially going into well, this week, which, which Arsenal doubles, and I just I'm I'm pretty much assuming one of those games Ben White's not gonna not gonna start. He'll get ninety Europa, total minutes. Yeah, that's what that's I feel yeah. like that's fair. They're gonna within a couple of weeks Europa's gonna start affecting them too. And so Bad that, timing for the title push. That that will be no surprise, in there and so anyways. All right, moving on to Manchester City. It was Nottingham Forest one. Hold on, real quick, Ollie Watkins. We we mentioned him. We should give Ollie Watkins a little run. I I think I mentioned it last week when you guys asked me, do I want Ianacho or Watkins, and I said Watkins, and I still stand by that. And I'm not. I don't. It's not in no way slighting Ianacho. I just Ollie Watkins has. I mean, his consistency in the last like five six weeks, he's been scoring every week. Well, Ollie Watkins is currently. Far and away, your number one forward transfer in this week. Um, yeah, this is now. I think that was the even the danger when we mentioned him weeks ago was like great that he got you know got you returns against Southampton and Leicester, but then it was Manchester City and Arsenal back to back, and so yeah, when he gets you a seven and eight in those two games, yeah, you you probably are now looking ahead at Aston Villa uh, at Everton, home Crystal Palace at West Ham, home Bournemouth. That's your reason why Ollie Watkins is your number one forward transfer in uh, for the game week so far. Ollie Watkins now the fourth highest scoring forward in FBL. Uh, plays in this coming week. So if you have him, like you're happy to have a playing forward. The bigger issue is that in game week 28, which is shaping up to be a massive blank game week. Uh, that Aston Villa have a guaranteed fixture uh, in game week 28. So if you were to bring him in, you were you would be bringing him in and you would be having him for a guaranteed fixture where you may or may not have uh, a lot of other players. In. Going into an, uh, I had three Arsenal players and it's tough to move one out this week, but I tell you what, if Arsenal didn't have a double, I would probably move in Kedia for Watkins. Yeah, and there might be some other guys that could slide into that spot, but I would value. Uh, how, how can you argue with Watkins' uh, form? Time for City now. Yep. All right. Well, there's three different ways you can look at this one-one draw, Dave. First of all, I, I think it was really nice of Pep to go ahead and give Arteta what he wanted. Okay, which was after it was confirmed that. Lee Mason made a VAR error against Arsenal last weekend. Okay. You know, Arteta was asked if he was happy with the apology, and he said, no, I want my two points back. So what did Pep Guardiola do? He gave him his two points back? He gave him his two points back. You also could look at this. You know, you know those, those testimonials? Mm. You know, like those, those uh, like, matches, that exhibition matches that sort of feature an important player or figure? Yeah. I feel like maybe this was a Lee Mason testimonial. Oh, you know, okay. this this Forest City game. But the reality is, what has happened to Erling Holland, the Christian Menteke Wasteful Player of the Week Award winner for Game Week 24? Shocked. Two Sterling-esque sitters, for the most part, especially for Holland. Sterling-esque. In yeah. front of goal. Wow. Well, I, I will it say... Because I, I didn't see that part... Um, I wasn't watching that match thinking that it wasn't really something that needed to be watched. Yeah. And when I saw the highlights later, I was, I mean, I saw the, I knew the result, 
But when I saw the highlights later, my I, my mouth was just like on yeah. the table. Like, are you kidding me? Do you remember back, uh, you know, about six months, not that long ago, four months ago, when everyone's like, Holland's on pace to score 59 goals this season. <laughs> right. That's my Dave Smith uh, invitation advice. If there was a little bit more commitment to it, you backed off on it. I wish you would have really gone after it. Okay, it would have been fantastic. I'll work on that for next time. I'm trying right. to hold back a cough. That's part okay. of the problem. Okay, all right. But, uh, yeah, it's fascinating to me that, that this is what we get. Uh, Jack Grealish stood out. He was annoying what? to me, but hey, City fans must have loved him. The Grealish continues to produce, yeah, Brian. Yeah, he does. Uh, he's a little, I mean, a little lucky on this. I mean, Bernardo's shot was, uh, well, it was special. Um, mm. So you don't expect necessarily getting assists on special goals like that, but he got it. And Grealish is, um, I, he's, he's, you can't say that he's turned the corner officially, but he is. There's only a little bit more corner to turn. Hey, so, I mean, look, the last, he, his last three matches, five, eight, five. That's no, that's a decent I, little stretch you, you for like him. It. Well, he's a he's also a popular transfer in this week too for for good reason. I to me, it's that he's he's. It's more than just like the Jack Grealish heart player now. Like he's there, there's some things coming together. He. Not only is he getting the opportunity, he obviously Pep is trusting him over anyone. Jack Grealish has kicked Phil Foden, and Riyad Mahrez has k- helped also do that. The two of those guys have combined to kick Phil Foden almost off the tee. Who? Well, no. Exactly. When I saw him on the on the touchline, I was like, "Oh yeah, Foden's still on the tee. Right. He's still around. So, has he been hurt?" Is what I said to myself. Yeah. So I, I mean, and I'd say that starts though with Grealish. Because that is the position where Foden had been playing predominantly. And so, yeah, I mean, huge credit to Jack Grealish for not just playing hard, but actually, like, it seems like he he cares and he's doing it well right now. All right, I want to go back to Holland for a second. I actually took a look. I know that this is a little early, but the top three in our FPL America podcast league, number one still unchanged. It's still Max Clam Chowdhury, number one, mm-hmm. followed by... Game of Throw-Ins, Anthony, number yeah. two, with a 78. He's up yeah. into second, just ahead of Matt, who's still up there. Two-footed challengers is is still in the top three and third. I looked, all three of them, just because yeah. I was curious. What are these top guys doing? All three have Holland in their front line. But is it time to whisper the question? No. Uh, <laughs> no. You just, you, you, you go away from, do I captain him this week? I think the bigger question is, like, after a 13 against Arsenal, De Bruyne shows back up with a two. Yeah. And I know his uh, XG and XA were way better than a lot of his other games. But, like, I'm looking at – so, on the website now, we can address that. When you click on the information, the I, next to someone's name, it brings up a lot more stats. They change the entire setup now. So, you can see XG, XA, XGI – XGC, along with all the other stats that you could see before. So, all that being said, I think a lot of that, uh, sometimes more information is is less, Scott. Um, Expected goal involvement. Yes, that's mm-hmm. correct. Nothing sounds nerdier than expected goal involvement. Well, it, I love it. it. I think it's great, too. Uh, so... But you're right. It does sound a touch nerdy, but uh, nerds are probably the ones scoring all the points at this point in fantasy. 
Um, all that being said, you look at the Bruins, XGs, XAs, and his fantasy points, and I'm like, why is he still in my team? The Bruin, uh, part of the pure dis- uh, pure disappointment team this week. Uh, back to sadness. Uh, two points. A game week leading seven shots for Kevin DeBrun. You like that. You want shooting Kevin DeBrun. He just hasn't been doing that. He created four chances. Two of them were big. I, I, he's <laughs> like this is as unlucky as he can be. I think in a in a match. How many weeks can we keep saying that it's? Just I'm tired unlucky? of him being unlucky. I. At what point does he Scott make his own luck? The move from DeBrun to Sala is the easiest one of the easiest for this single week transfers yes, for that you sure. can have in a one week situation if although, you have to bring although city plays this week that's going to stay uh, yeah so i and, only have and six not, and not just plays they play, they play bournemouth. bournemouth yeah i have six guys playing before i make any transfers okay kdb's one of them to send out one of my six guys who are playing is, yeah is rough for Salah, I don't care that Salah's playing an extra match. Yeah, let me rephrase. Depending on the number of players you're you're <laughs> playing in game week 25 yeah. and whether or not you still have a chip, whether wild card or free hit or both going into this double game week, then yes. If you have if your assets are fine elsewhere, going from De Bruyne to Salah is one of the easiest single things that you can do this week. But your situation sounds not as not as straightforward because yeah. I don't have the money to keep KDB and send Salah out right. for a midfielder not playing. I think the I think the Holland question is uh, I feel like it would be a lot better in a more competitively priced player season. Mm-hmm. If it was a if it was a question of is is Holland now fifteen dollars? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like if he had like leapt up in price, you know, significantly more than he did, or started higher or whatever, then yeah, you'd probably have to think about it. But just, I mean, just at this, I just think that money is just a hard thing to have to. Is he having diarrhea right now? No. <laughs> uh, I think just since money is not like he is such a staple, and he is the first place that people are spending their money. I, I just. I don't know. I just I can't imagine getting rid of him. Kane would be the only guy. Or this week, if you want to go absolutely hog wild, yeah, and you want to go Highland to Darwin, pending Darwin's injury report uh, after they play Real Madrid, then that's an option. But I just do you read into? Go. We talked about Holland's minutes being important to what we do moving forward. I have a feeling I felt this way the entire match that that Pep probably wished he could have taken Holland off after halftime. But the match kept staying close, and yeah. so Holland stays out there for the entirety, right? Didn't he play? He played all ninety. So Zach, and now City plays in the Champions yeah. League midweek. He can't keep playing this many matches, right? I wouldn't imagine so, and I would guess I would guess that they do have a capable. If you knew that, if like if something actually did, if you knew Holland was going to be out, oh, I'd go to Alvarez in a heartbeat. He'd be, he would be the, the easiest. Yeah. Uh, speaking of yeah. easy transfers, for it would sure. be as easy a transfer as you would ever be able to make. So they have somebody who's capable of of performing in that. Somebody who's capable of performing in that position. Yeah, I just I can't imagine that his minutes don't 
they you'd think they dip, and I don't know if it's just the hot like Holland's like whatever his appetite for goals is, it's just going to force him to stay out there for all the minutes he can possibly stand to play. But it feels like that's going to be, then it really will turn into like this raging debate of, is he good or bad for city? Has he helped them or hurt? them? Oh, I was actually about ready to bring that up because that was, that's, that's so obvious this season, right? At the beginning of the year. Well, first of all, coming into this year, the story was all about how, you know, Holland's a missing piece, right? All they've needed is a center forward, and they're they're gonna they're gonna get it. And it's, this is unstoppable city now. And he comes in and he sets the world on fire. Literally, give him full credit. He scored all the goals, right? But that's the problem. Since he arrived, he has scored all the goals. Uh, I think he's not making anyone around him better. He's sucking up all the goals into his basket. Yeah. I don't know what that metaphor was, and. No one else around him is doing anything other than Grealish getting fouled so that a free kick can get kicked into the wall every 30 seconds. Yeah. Well, the fact that they had to take time out, I think anyone who had seen uh, or remembered earlier in the season because it came up in the match when Foden finally came on and Foden had the opportunity to shoot. It was a 2-on-1. <laughs> and, Foden, and Foden got – it was – a caught-in-two-mind situation. Certainly in that moment, the better play was for him to take it himself. But I'm sure, like they talked about it, in the back of his mind was earlier in the season when he didn't pass it over to an open Holland to kick it into an open net. And so then he, I guess he shast. Like it just turned into just a bad shot or bad pass that I think just went into the defender. And that's the first thing the announcer says. Remember earlier in the season when this exact same situation had mm. happened. Good announcing. And Pep criticized Phil Foden. Holland screamed like with the two hand point. Yeah. Like where's the ball in Well, front if your manager's going to criticize you, then of course the next time you're going to pass it. Right. Of and course. So this was a, that was a perfect example of like. And now Foden hasn't found the pitch hardly in the last no, few No, that would have been one of the best possible things for Phil Foden. Ugh. Well. Um, the one thing I think, like, I was going to say it last week, and I it didn't, like, it obviously wouldn't have panned out given the result in this match. First of all, Pep deserves this for not playing Mares a minute in this game. His most informed player, he leaves completely on the bench. Um which was annoying. T- tactics, Brian. Tactics. Yeah, I guess so. Didn't fit tactically. But, yeah, but um, I was going to say last week, I had it written down. I could prove it by timestamps on my saves. On my <laughs> uh, no, just to say that the one thing I don't think anyone expected, given the financial fair play thing, like as that was happening, the you know, kind of like, well, man, is there turmoil at Manchester City? Is Pep going to leave? You know, he's like a fourth, you know, fourth odds on favorite to be the next manager to move on or whatever. Huh. Instead, it was Pep like doubling and then tripling and then quadrupling down on it. And like, like angry Pep and our sarcastic Pep came out and they respond by thrashing Arsenal, kind of. Like, so then all of a sudden it was like the one thing it probably, I don't know if you at least for in the second it. half. At least a second. For half. sure. Like, but a, a scoreline that you did not want or that you oh, did, not, sure. did not want to see, for sure. Thinking like, oh, geez. The one thing I don't think I would have expected was all of this stuff, like, awakening, like, their anger. And they follow up the Arsenal match by drawing Nottingham Forest. It just, this is like, it feels so spursy. 
I hate to put yeah. that on them, yeah. but that is such a weird up and down. No. Like it's like a, such a blip in their it's season not, to do it's, this it's, kind of thing. It's and, nothing more than than Pep acknowledging that because of Lee Mason, who is the uh, departed official that Dave mentioned earlier, he gave Mikel Arteta Arsenal's two points back. That's all this was. Yeah. By the uh, way, for him to say if there's been anything illegal that's occurred here, I'm going to leave. To go from that to quadrupling down, as you said, yeah, there could only be one thing in between those two points. An envelope of cash. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, man. Okay. You, you, oh, that's a great accusation. With um, absolutely no proof behind yeah. it. Uh, their lineup on Wednesday should be, I mean, I assume you're going to see all the guys who were arrested uh, this past, you know, the, I'm sure Mara's will be back in and Holland, I'm sure, will start against Leipzig, but they play on Saturday, so you got a Thursday-Friday turnaround for the match on Saturday against Bournemouth, which they don't particularly need to care about. I don't... Well, you I mean, would have said the same thing about Forrest. Yeah, but Forrest at least has been... you know, they're, They've been scrappier, I guess, but still you would have expected City to win, and yeah, I think you expect City to go to Bournemouth and, and thrash again, but the thing I would... You know, then you'd, yeah, you'd think, like, oh, the... Fifth cup or fifth round of the FA Cup, they play again on Tuesday, but it's Bristol City. Yeah. So they. It's not a terrible schedule. And then they follow that up. It's you know it's Tuesday Saturday Saturday March fourth they play they're home to Newcastle. So that's a that's a it's an important game, but it's a bigger but game. At that point, they have you know a full they have four day or Wednesday Thursday Friday, so they have three days off, three full days from Bristol City to Newcastle. I just think like now this the the way this schedule is kind of laying out it's it is friendly it's friendly to them and unless something weird happens where you know yeah like if holland gets kicked or something like that it's like it should be business as usual when they go to bournemouth third place manchester united puts a beating on leicester city but it wasn't without its difficulties early on marcus rashford is the aforementioned Marcus Rashford is the aforementioned hottest player in FPL right now. He scores a brace in this one. Perfect scenario for him, too, for Manchester United purposes with Barcelona on Thursday. Two goals, 69 minutes, go sit down. Fantastic game. Uh, the second goal was um, looked like it was offside. To the naked eye, you would have just said, even with the still image, no lines drawn, you would have said, no, he's offside. And they ruled him onside. Like, I, it was one where, I mean, was it on Castagna's side? I think it was on Castagna's side. And you could, I mean, you could see. I mean, it was as though, like, it's like he felt like he knew with 100% certainty that it was not going to stand, like, gesturing and whatever. And then the flag goes up. They show the replay, and you think, oh, yeah, definitely, it's offside. You can see, obviously, leaning ahead. And somehow. Was it, were the it lines counted. drawn on the right players? They were drawn on the correct player. Okay. All right. So, but, but. However, they drew them. Rashford on side, second goal. I I can't uh, take seriously. Like I always kind of smirk and shake my head when we get these zoomed in still shots that are so pixelated. I can hardly tell they're real players on the screen anymore. But whatever. Anything else worthy uh, from this one? Yeah, two things. Uh, Bruno Fernandez. Like I listen. I I hate that I would have to sell him. This week, I hate it. Mm. Nine chances created this week. Nine. Bruno Fernandez creating nine chances for this 
Manchester yeah. United team. Yeah, he's a must own. Oh my goodness, this I mean, is obviously. this is Bruno. He could have had three assists in this game. His ownership the, is only nine point nine percent. Huge differential. It made up for me. It was the difference between like it basically was like I captained Rashford compared to like it was such to other like it's such a bu- it was such a buffer this week to get a twelve from him. Yeah, he got three bonus despite not. I mean, Rashford gets two goals, but it was Bruno with the. Full, full three bonus points. Unbelievable. His assists are on the goal. Rashford's first goal is ridiculous, by the way. And then, like, yeah, like I said, if if Dallow somehow, I don't know how he missed. It was a another like perfect pass from Bruno to Diogo Dallow, and he missed a sitter. I said could have been three assists for Bruno in the game. I want to talk about Lester because Harv. Yes, a pure disappointment number three in the week. Lester. It should not have been 1-0 Manchester United at halftime. Harvey Barnes and Ian Acho, if it's not for David De Gea with two unbelievable saves. Harvey's got a goal, yeah. and Ian Acho's got a goal in the first 15 minutes of this game. Yeah, but th- but they're playing against David De Gea. <laughs> when he is True. in form, and yeah. he is in form right now, he's outstanding. Yeah. Duh, Brian. Whatever they had going on the right side was as good as they could have asked for. In this match to start the to start the game, yeah. Uh, here, here, here's my problem. And and Madison was good. I mean, they're attacking. They're attacking players were all very good in this game, and it really was how it stayed one nil by halftime. Even after halftime, announcers yet again saying there are goals in this game. All right, and and it was and it had that feeling that this could still have gone in Leicester's favor, and it just didn't. Well, Arsenal has, haven't had a clean sheet, what seems like, in ages. Are we to assume that Madison and Harv are probably going to get something out of their next match? Like, should, like if I'm going to bring in Harv for this week and or Madison, number one, who do you like and who, you, who don't you like if you're going to bring one of them well, in? And then it does if they're playing, the, the fact that they're playing. They're home to you guys. I, I know. So, I, so I, that's the thing. I don't know that you want to do that. But if anything, they're. That's what I'm saying. Defensively, you don't want anything to do with it. Attack-wise... That's what I'm saying. Harv. Roll the dice. And James, who do you like better if you had to buy one? Harv's got the more consistent numbers. I just... I don't know. James has been hurt a little bit. I honestly want to bring Madison in. I don't know. Obviously, if you already have any of these Leicester attackers, you're... you got the worst case scenario of what you were fearing against Manchester United and obviously it doesn't get any better next week facing Arsenal but I don't know that I'm going to go to a Leicester player for game week 25 but I certainly am interested in James Madison moving forward the, you do, uh, this week again because they play at all like you've, you're good with that game week 28 they're probably not playing but they are one of the teams that has because of the way things could shake out they're one of the teams that that will that could have a double match week in game week 29 to me this like a lot of the a lot of the planning beyond game week 25 is what like what what have you done with your free hit already if you know if you, do you have it or not the then the 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 first big question would be what are you doing to navigate after game week twenty five like I know I've seen a lot of people arguing that based on their team structure if they have your if you have your free hit this is as this is a good game week to do it just because Liverpool feel like they're kind of back on it 
if you, it, you could switch around your Arsenal players to take advantage of this Leicester. Like, Arsenal playing at Leicester and home Everton is fantastic. So, like, yeah, do you want – do you have Gabriel or, or William Saliba or Ben White or whatever? Like, if you can free hit those guys out, yeah, you're going to do that. Of course you'd rather have, like, Enkedia, Saka, Odegaard for those, for those two matches. Yes, you. And if you wanted to take it, you wanted to get punty. Yeah, go go for a, go for an Ianacho. Go for a, a Harv or a Madison. I just like to me those guys are going to come into play. I think after more, more after this week because they go Southampton, Chelsea, Brentford, and then and then probably a double in game week twenty nine. Like, and then Bournemouth again in game week thirty. Like after this week, like are you that scared of them playing Chelsea at home? Not now. Like it's not like it's not. not yet. Chelsea's fine defensively, but I just don't like. This is a match like this was a perfect example of a match. I feel like Leicester had way more in it, in it, and they just. It was De Gea. De Gea. Yeah. Was just unreal. Yeah. Ianacho would have gotten the assist too. By the way, on the Harvey Barnes, had he scored the opener. I mean, it really was. It was De Gea with a a kick save that. You just look at it and you're like, that was just a miracle that he didn't, that Harv mm-hmm. didn't put that one away. Should have been 1 0 real early for them. Newcastle started the game week in the top four. They fell out of the top four after losing 2 0 at home to Liverpool. Darwin and Gakpo get the goals, but the real story in this one is the two goalkeepers. Liverpool's so good. They made Nick Pope an idiot. <laughs> wow. So how, I, how, wow. Did they, how did that happen? This is one of those instances where going with my heart was the right move. My two goalkeepers coming into this game week were Nick Pope and Danny Ward. Neither matchup was good. But I said, you know what? I want Liverpool to do well. I'm going to bench Nick Pope. I'm going to play Danny Ward. And I don't know if Danny Ward, I, I don't remember. I, if only there was a way. Uh, did Danny Ward get me any points? Yes, he got me two points, but it was a whole lot more than just two points considering it could have been Nick Pope's negative three. Yeah, you don't want a negative three, that is for sure. This had a little bit of the feeling of Everton where, same thing, if Allison doesn't make a really good save or if Almiron is just a little bit better, where Almiron has like basically a, it's just him and the goalkeeper, if Almiron manages to put that goal away early on, it's it's different, and he doesn't do it. And then it was not terribly long after that that Liverpool gets the the opening goal. I'm so looking it up, it's like, and then it's a and then it's a falling apart after yeah. the Nick Pope. Well, after Pope. yeah, and then it was kind of typical Liverpool in the second half where they lost their attacking edge and. It was always going to end 2-0. And Newcastle had their chances, honestly, to get a goal or two back didn't in the second it, half. Didn't the announcer ask in the second half why – didn't they point out that Liverpool was still pressing? I feel mm. like that was something that I that I heard an announcer say at one point and kind of asking, like, why why are you do- – basically, you're like, you're exposing yourself here, even if it was against – Newcastle kept their their foot on the pedal. I mean, they they're had, at home. They they were they, they had were chances. Pushing. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And the and the the fans were absolutely asking for it. Like they Allison is it. listed as man of the match if you go into the app, and rightfully yeah. so. He obviously makes the incredible saves to keep the clean sheet. And then if Nick Pope doesn't uh, earn a red card, 
on that uh, solid breakaway, yep. Allison's going to get another assist probably at because oh, you know, yep. he's the one who started that play with his outlet pass to Salah. So well deserved man of the match for Allison. I think the big question, I mean, the, the by obvious... the way, it's even money right now. If you have Nick Pope, you can send him out for Allison, even money. It's a good call. Yeah, not a and bad And that's a move I'm probably making. I was going to say, so so this week, I mean, I, I most of the question is what Liverpool can you get to? Yeah. And then like who do you want who do you want to get to? And I I feel like Allison is such an a non-factor for so many people. If you're not free hitting, you're not wild carding this week. You're not bringing him in. Uh, if well, you're using regular transfers, can I, you're not doing an Allison move. It's everything is about Salah. Can I? Can I make? Yeah, a absolutely. Comment man. on that. I I've done that. Really? So I've been. We love on the pod changes. I have oh, not. Yeah. I have not clicked save. Okay. But what I'm looking at is, I got De Gea, Rashford, Shaw all sitting. I got Shar Trippier sitting. I got an injured Rodrigo, who I've not taken any negatives, who's been riding my pine That's amazing. for the last multiple weeks. And I also now have a Rico Lewis, so God knows if he plays or if he doesn't. So I have a bunch of holes to fill. So yeah. if I even want to come, and I have Solly March on my team. So I got, and I used my free hit I, back in match week 12. See, now I, see, I, I want to, I'm, I'm excited for the Brighton segment of this podcast okay. as well, so, which we should get to. Okay, so we will get there. My yeah. point being is this. I can't make, I can't, it'd be crazy. I can, I have two transfers in the bank, ITB. You're taking a minus eight then. Taking a minus eight. Yeah, absolutely. I'm still going to have some guys not starting, but the people I'm bringing in all are on doubles. Does that make sense? Yeah, so I absolutely. feel like that that's the my best case scenario. Yeah. So like one guy, I like I could start Ward, but my God bless. I can start Allison. I can send De Gea out. So here's the other thing. I can't get to Bruno if I still have De Gea in my team. And right. so I've got to get rid of De Gea. So I'm gonna bring in Allison for De Gea. I brought in Salah for De Bruyne. Right. Great. Which technically I could keep De Bruyne because right. he plays. Could, yeah. But the problem is Salah's on that double and I and I like Liverpool's mojo over the last two weeks. Mm-hmm. I brought in Gakpo for Rodrigo. Great. The other thing is I could send out Enkedia for Darwin. I don't know if Darwin's going to play. I love the way Diego Jota looked in this match. I did not like how Firmino looked. Um, but Enkedia still might play in the double. So I'm like, I don't know if I can send him out. Yeah. It's crazy. So anyway, so I'm, but Gakpo, Gakpo's going to be starting for them. Yeah. I know that. Yeah. So... And Gakpo's giving you returns in the last two weeks if you owned him, which almost no one does. So, like, uh, and then I sent Char out for Emerson Royal on Spurs. Whoa. You're going, that's, I feel like there's something wrong about that. Now, he's not in a double. So, I might have to. Cosmically speaking, for you to bring in uh, anyone from Spurs. Well, I've owned Kane. So, I've owned Kane most of the season. So, Anyway, so, so who knows? I might revisit that because he's not on a double. But then, then again, Char's not playing. So yeah, no, I, I, that's a heck of a minus eight. But for whatever reason, Spurs. You go look at the Spurs defense the last three out of four weeks. They've been doing really well. And what can Chelsea not do right now? Score. You should get uh, Fraser Forster. Um, the guy. So to me, Salah's a Salah's a no brainer. If you can get to him, you're going to him. Somehow or no. 
I don't see how it's possible. Okay. The problem is Kane you, and Holland both play a match I in know. this game week. Selling, and that is to me that like I as a as a Kane owner, I think Kane really complicates this mm-hmm. game week more than any other player, because so of course we should captain him. Right. He's going to have his... Yes, he should easily have his best game of the season against Chelsea this week. Everyone's looking at it as something horrible. No, I, he just... It really does make it tricky with the money. So that was what prompted me to make a move that I did just to... Because I got to find some... I got to find money to go from Bruno up to Salah. And I again, I still... I hate that move. The guy is really tempting. And it is a little bit easier to get to. If you like, if you just if you settle on Gakpo, which Gakpo's not Salah, okay, I and mean, there's no there's no question about that. But can Gakpo could be okay, right? In a double a double match week against Crystal, Crystal Palace and Wolves, yeah. This I feels like he should be. He's he seems like a fine player to own. It's Trent, yeah. That's the guy that to me I'm like. First of all, he's back in the. Hall territory this week. So 12 points for him with an assist, clean sheet. He gets all three bonus points. I just would I, – I did this. We don't have to go through the whole thing. But, like, if you break down his season into game weeks 1 to 16 when Liverpool's just floundering and then game week 17 to 22 on their, like, horrible, like, can't win to save their lives streak and then the last two weeks – Basically, the only thing that Trent stinks in at any point this season until the last two weeks is his fantasy points. <laughs> but that counts for us. Game weeks 1 to 16, he scored 40 points, which is the same. He was basically outside the top 20. He was tied with Rico Henry and Pascal Stroke. 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 From Leeds. You don't want Trent tied it for 25th most d- defender points. Wouldn't it be cool if we had a Major League Baseball umpire be like, strike when the ball came across? I'd watch baseball. Yeah, for sure. But he was still top five for shots, top five for chances created, seven big chances created. Only Trippier had that many. That was the first 16 wow. game weeks. Wow. So, like, his numbers were fantastic, but only had one assist before the World Cup. They come back after the World Cup. Tied for second for shots. Only behind Trippier for chances created. Second only to Trippier for big chances created. He had 17 fantasy points. He had That put him outside the top 30. He was tied with Ezri Kansa for fantasy points in game week 17 wow. to 22. Wow, wow. He has 18 points in the last two weeks. He has more so more points in the last two games than he had in the six the six matches after the World Cup. He's creating the same like he's he's again, Trippier is leading the way in every statistical category. Trent is second. Two big chances created in the last two weeks, five chances created. Like this is Trent doing the things that are that Every other season have gotten Trent to the to number one defender overall. It just like it's amazing to look at the numbers over the course of the season and just see like the his numbers have been fine. Just Liverpool's been so dysfunctional. Yeah. He was hurt. Didn't wasn't he hurt there for a second too? I feel like he missed a couple games or something. Yeah, but he an informed Trent could easily skyrocket in the defense. I just points. think 
you have Trippier, you have Shaw. So many people have those two guys in particular. Trippier has seemed like so untouchable until the last like until or until Newcastle gets leaky, and now all of a sudden selling him is not. It feels like not that insane, especially because they blank and then they play Manchester City. So you get basically a two week. You get two weeks where you probably. Where you're not starting Trippier this week, and you probably don't want to start him in game week 26. Well, can I tell you, I just I just did what Dave did. I have four moves lined up. Okay. Negative eight, but all four guys. I'm, I have two free transfers, so my negative eight means I've got four total transfers. All four guys I'm sending out are not playing in this game week. Mm-hmm. All right, let me see if I can say this in a way that keeps it clear. Nick Pope. Uh-huh. Becomes Fraser Forster. Okay, he'll be playing. Yeah, he's That's playing Chelsea. until Loris until Loris is back, back, which is which is Forster still is weeks, weeks away. Yeah. He's not nine. playing in a double. Yeah. but he's playing. Not playing a double, but he's playing. But he's playing. That's great. And what's Chelsea gonna do? Score right, <laughs> man. This there, there's an amazing stat. Trippier Fantasy scout had an unbelievable stat on him earlier today. I'm sending Trippier oh, on, on Chelsea yeah, earlier yeah, yeah. today. Trippier's the second guy out, and I might not come back to him for the rest of the season. We talked about how Newcastle is on a slide. I think you would want him after they're done with Manchester City. However, I understand what you're saying. This is tired Newcastle. Okay. So, Trippier out for Trent. Okay. Matoma out for Gakpo. Okay. And then Embuemo out for throwaway Greenwood leads. 4.1. And that, you, you what make, money you, you have any money, money left? Up. I had one point one in the bank. It leaves me with a tenth after those See, four that's moves. That's the hardest thing. If you get to that, if you're getting yes. to those narrow margins, like these are price, and those are all price change guys. Like Gakpo's going to go up if he didn't already go up tonight. No, just make sure we're on the same page. I have a tenth left over. Right? No, that's what okay. I mean. I'm yeah, just yeah. saying. Like I'm just. I'm saying, not a tenth shorter. I'd be I'm sad. just saying. Like if you didn't hit submit. Like I'm saying, like by this time gotcha. tomorrow night, I'm gonna be. Yeah, you're. I might you be might be right on it. Yeah, you might be in, right on it. Yeah, yeah. But would you do that? Because I'm sitting here, I'm thinking about pushing the button. I don't hate it. It gives me. I mean, Greenwood's a throwaway, of course. Although, yeah, and Leeds is playing, so, so technically it's gonna look like he's playing. But it get, it takes me from six guys who are playing to ten. So this is a fantastic. Nope. Way to go into strategy for just a second. Yeah. Because. So after this blank, Brighton in game week 26 go West Ham home. Okay. It's fine. And then they almost, they have a double in game week 27. But what if Matoma has peaked? He may have. And his, this game week was, uh, was uh, the numbers for him, we can talk about it in a second. They were fine. He just didn't. It was Solly March that should have scored. Basically, every there was five, five at, <coughs> least, at least five players from Brighton should have scored, and he was not one of them. So yeah. he may have. I just think that's he, the the one thing that is gonna it could not it's not gonna haunt you, but it's the kind of thing where you might you know, and you can use a free transfer at some point, like you know twenty six going into twenty seven to bring him back or somebody else. Matoma, yeah, that's, Alexis McAllister. To me, I feel like he. Made a great case for himself after the blank uh, for Brighton this week, but either way, yeah, I mean that's the that is the only concern is going out of this 
uh, you said you're losing in Waymo. Uh, Brentford is one of those teams that also double in 27. So I don't like for right now. It's awesome. I just like, and it's not something like. Is it something that you would would you be able to get back to it? Would you? You already wild carded. Did you free hit? I have no chips. Okay, it's a throwaway season. I hit the button. Okay, no, no. There's no point in me. Okay, uh, no. Then not yeah, taking then, chances. Then, ch- then absolutely. I now have the two week. Guys. I now have ten guys playing. That's great. Uh, let's talk about Spurs. We already discussed Harry Kane. Uh, Spurs move into the top four with a 2-0 win over West Ham. Should just say that Darwin did train today. Darwin Klopp said that he's yeah, good call. So Darwin yep. uh, that Klopp said that he, which I'm surprised. He I, he said there's a chance that he could play against against wow. Madrid. So I think after the game, that probably the que- means he won't start. The question was whether or not he would, would he even be ready for next Premier League match. I'm sure week. he will. Yeah, and if he's a possibility for Madrid tomorrow. Assuming there's not a setback. Right. Right. Which, but he was in training today. And so to me, I think, is there a scarier guy for the double game week to not have than a Darwin who just finally did kick a ball into the net and not above it or outside of it? I would love to know that he was a guarantee to start both those matches. It does make me nervous. His minutes don't seem like they're all that certain, but it, Seems like it especially might, it, now with Jota, it might not and matter. Firmino and by the way, Jota coming in, Jota's touches in the box in the amount of time that he was out there, like Jota came in and like, like Jota looked like old Jota, yeah, absolutely. And so that's why he like, I know there's, I mean, some people might have some serious stones to to try him for the double and i don't hate that i, I don't like that i like it i yeah. just think that is his ownership a... is 0. 0.5 oh yeah i mean i, I can't who's gonna have that's, that's a fr- that's saying. a free hit name Jean yeah, is a free hit sure. name that is a sure. that is a, a dice roll for sure but all right back to spurs we talked about kane wait oh my can i gosh. ask you just one thing would you sell like if you're would you get rid of harry kane for darwin nunez would is that a move you would make would you get rid of Kane to bring in Darwin? No. Uh, for this week? Yeah, for this week. No, not for this week. Okay. It, it, I get the question. It's not a laughable if question. I knew, if I knew Darwin was healthy, yes. I mean, you'll know. You'll know how good he does if he does something good against. You know, if he does something good if he scores against Madrid. And plays like a and plays like a normal amount he's of not, minutes. He's not even going to play. He might okay. come off the bench late, but I doubt it. There's no reason to risk him. It's only the first leg too of a two leg. Yeah, but first leg at home, you need to you need to win two zero. Uh, yeah, I hear. Well, you yeah. need to win two zero three one. The season's going to be. Play. He might. I just I I just wonder. I'm just saying. I I to me, it's a move. I'm sure plenty of people have made already. I think it's insane. I hate that people have made so many moves again before matches have even been. The midweek stuff is even over yet. What in the world are people doing? Yeah, that's why I've said it a few weeks in a row. There need to be fixed times when the market changes, not any night. Yeah, especially not in the middle of game weeks. I, I made a move again. I used my free transfer already. I it was to get rid of Alexander Mitrovic and to bring in someone who's not playing a midweek game. So to me, that was as safe as I could be. But I still hate that I had to make that decision. Yeah, th- looking ahead and thinking like, there's no reason that somebody can't get hurt. Trent could get kicked. There's no reason he can't get hurt against Real Madrid. 
that is the end of the Liverpool segment. Let's move on. Brian, I, I know that Dave can't relate to what I'm about to say, mm-hmm. but I can. I'm, I'm going <laughs> to ask you about this anyway. Can we do this? Um, there's, a, there's a level of stress that's involved in being in first place, isn't there? <laughs> you know what? It's weird. This for in this in the mini league, it's not it hasn't been like that. Like I have I would say this is You're the, talking like a man whose blood pressure is ten points higher than normal because you're in first place this season. No, I honestly yes, I feel, you are. I've been looking at over no, I've he been had looking to at sell like Mitrovic. Scott, somehow he's been talking about how bad some of his moves have been. Yet his team continues to keep him in the top of the table. Hey, that's I will amazing. Say this. He's, he's in the mojo flow. Wow. Green, green arrows in every single league but one. And do you know which one that was? Ours. The FPL America Podcast <laughs> League. Yeah. Because amazing. it was just all like those. you're already in first. Those, no, no those not. top guys. I mean, I, I said we talked about it last week. I was in fifth. I'm in eighth. I, dro- I dropped three spots because everyone that's like. Yeah, those guys who are crushing the, the difference top of between that league fifth just, and eighth is six points. And, and listen, I'm just saying, like that, the, like it was really good decision making from the guys above. Like they keep doing it. This is the second year in a row. I trust that those guys are they're really good at this. I, like, I think this has been a weird season in terms of like the moves that I've like. It happened earlier in the season where I'm like, the moves seemed way more right at the times when I felt like they should be right. You mm. understand what I'm saying? Mm. Like there are times where you're like like there were very few panic weeks this week or this season so far. Yeah. Cause most of the time I'm like Arsenal is the like the FPL gift of the season. Just like, the prices. Prices, consistency, uh their actual like their their actual performances, like everything about them. So like that even weeks ago, like Going to like tripling up on Arsenal was as good of a thing as you could have done. Yeah. Like, just go get three of those guys, and you're basically set. Like, they're doubling this week. Like, there's just been certain moves like that where it's like, man, that just worked out. It's it looks like it's right, and it ends up being like a, a proper move. So, yeah, I'm not like, yes, there's pressure to like to keep doing it but i i can relate like i said dave yeah for sure (laughs) i definitely when you were there you know exactly i've been there twice you've been there twice yeah dave like yeah oh did you this is like it's only barely related did you see the the it was the nottingham forest manchester city fans i think men and blazers shared it the fans going back and forth yes the Unbelievable. unbelievable exchange unbelievable it's not the podcast name but that it was uh, champions of Europe, like you can't sing that. Like that was Forest fan, you know, fans, and then City fans saying, uh, uh, "Champions of Europe, you weren't even born yet." <laughs> and then Forest responding with, "Champions of Europe, you won't be alive." <laughs> like just to have that, like that, that back and forth, ba- that is witty like, back and forth banter is fantastic. It's only barely related to being at the top of. What yeah. <laughs> That's it. It's it's not at all. Can Spurs? Spurs. Yeah, we can move on to Spurs. We're ready now. Yeah. Third time's a charm. Top of the table. Tottenham Hotspur. Yeah. Okay. You're you're all mixed up. It's top four though. Tottenham Hotspur. There. You can't knock them off, Brian. They they keep hanging around. Again, for a team that feels like they, if you said that they were in 14th right now, it. 
feels like that could be right I, I based on the way that it feels like they've played a lot this season. They needed not, Antonio they, Conte to just to get need, an appendectomy. Need a, <laughs> yeah. to need some surgery <laughs> back in Italy. That is spleen and and stay away. I mean, spleen inflammation. That's is like what all really he needed. This team over that's the all top. he needed this season just to make it. Yeah. Everything I will say though, no, they, they've won three of the last four. We 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 kind of teased Pep about his tactics, but seriously, why would you do anything other than bring Son off the bench? At this point, I don't know. At this know. point, every time he comes off the bench, it's he shoots a, and scores. I know. Yeah, he he's a man possessed off the bench. That's that's for sure. Uh, Emerson Royal, uh, along with uh, the hottest player on the planet, and uh, another guy we'll talk about in a little bit, lead the way this week. Uh, 15 points for Emerson Royal, who cannot lose his place now Agreed. all of a sudden. Subbed early the last two matches. Still, he got 81 minutes against Chelsea and 86 minutes here uh, or against um, uh, who they just play, West Ham. So, yeah, just a fan. As good fantastic- as he's been, I thought I could make that move. I publicly announced it a minute ago. And then I scrolled up a little higher and realized – I was point two away from being able to be allowed to make that move, so I cannot do Emerson Royale. The other two, three players, the Liverpool players, are too valuable. So I'm having to drop back and punt and go with Tarkowski, which I don't love. But anyways, this is the Spurs segment, Scott. I said Chelsea. That's not right. I can't remember who they played two weeks ago. The fact is, Emerson Royal is not losing his spot despite having real. They played Leicester two weeks. Leicester two weeks ago. Yeah. So anyway. Anything else on this one? I don't think so. Kane and Emerson, honestly, I, I tried. I, I Everyone heard me publicly. I would love if, if I was bringing in someone who was not playing in a double match week, uh, there's no reason to not consider Emerson Royal. I wish Sun mattered this season. It's kind of hard to believe that he didn't turn it around yeah. yet. I mean, he's had moments. It's just not a consideration, and that stinks. I hate that he's not a consideration. Kane gets an assist. I genuinely don't ever want to get rid of him i, I feel like i don't I want him out of the team i know but there are so many people it's it really is it's the reason why so many i feel like so many like good fpl teams that are out there they don't have Kane, and it lets them kind of do whatever and so so many people talk about like money is no object this season well it's like it kind of is if you have if you have Kane and holland because that likely means that you've got one of the other premium midfielders and then all of a sudden your money it's really thin really yeah. quick after that. You're looking so. at seven and eight pound guys at most. Right, for sure. Uh, Brighton nil, Fulham one. Uh, I mean, this is coming into this match, sixth place Brighton and seventh place Fulham. But did they turn in a match that was more like 16th place Brighton and 17th place Fulham? Scott, listen, they turned in a match at uh, a 1 0 nail biter. I have no idea how. Fulham, there is no reason that Fulham should have not only won the game, there, there is no reason that it should have been Fulham that scored the goal. A few weeks ago, <laughs> I finally admitted to Dave, yes, I don't know if they'll do it or not, but Arsenal are title contenders. This week, I will go ahead and admit. Fulich is dead. Long live Fulich. I yeah. don't think Fulham's going down this They're season. They're not? No. They're not, Scott. <laughs> They're, They're not. not. They're going to keep hanging around. They good, they, and they really do have good players. They, they, but this was a... Uh, it's thanks to the Americans. Tim Ream and Anthony Robinson and keeping Robinson, them up. Robinson. Robinson's so good. It really is. Uh, Brighton should have scored six goals in this game. They had seven shots on target. 
It was seven to two. Seven shots on target to Fulham's two. Twenty-one and, and shots. The second shot on target is the one that went in, and for uh, for Fulham, um, just good luck doing it next season, Brighton and Fulham, when you're playing Europa Conference and Europa League matches. Yeah. I don't think either one of them. Brighton might be able to hold on to maybe like a seventh place. I think Fulham will end up in the top ten. I don't think they're going to go much further than that, but like. I don't think they're going to be able to hold on to six. There's, Brighton, there's no way. Uh, Brighton wraps up the pure disappointment uh, team of the of the week. Uh, the fact that they blanked when they had five big chances as a team. Like five players had a legitimately good chance to score. Solly March scores a goal, but is offside. He was way offside, but he still scored. Uh one of their other midfielders, I can't. He's got. I can't remember his name, but another guy scored a goal that he was offside too. How many times was a Stupinjan somewhere dashing into if, the box? If, if Stupinjan was playing this next week oh and wasn't gosh. blanking, he would be my number one defender. Well, yeah. Look at his last five in. scores, and because he gets subbed out after sixty-one yeah. minutes here, he gets eight points, even though Brighton give up a goal late. Yeah. Uh, Estupinian is just—I mean—that's like pure hero ball for that guy uh, for a while now. Um, he was subbed early due to tightness. Mm. That's how Deserby described it as tightness. tightness. He's got but all... also said it's not a big problem. So Purvis Estupinian six touches in the opposition box this week, most of any defender, and it was obvious that he was in the box a lot. It's obvious they're utilizing him as an attacking weapon. Like, yes, that to me would be like game week 20, like out of 20, as soon as the their blank, as soon as this blank is over, to me, a Stupinian is like a, a, a necessity transfer. All right. Re- he would be my, my priority transfer of Brighton players outside, like as soon as the blank. A Stupinian, once he went out, that's when Fulham scored. Okay, you know that, right? So it was, but it was way after they scored it, like I, almost stoppage time. I understand. Stupin, it was like thirty so, minutes later. So, so Estupinian's uh, last six matches, six five matches, six nine, six seven eight. Yeah, he's been unbelievable, and that's why I'm saying, like his numbers, his attacking numbers, and the way they're using him, like to me, is just like it's exactly what you want to see from that position. Um. Dave, you have Solly March still? I do. And Did you play gonna, him this week? Uh, uh, no. You benched him? Um, no, I played him. I played him. Solly March. Your name is Dave Smith. <laughs> I, I couldn't remember what I did, Scott. I had to click back over, and okay. I did play him. Look, I still had Rico Lewis and Rodrigo. Uh, my bench was was Ward, Shar, Lewis, and Rodrigo. So, yes, yeah, Sully March found his way in the starting lineup and did poo for me. No, he's unlucky here, and I feel like it was him. Uh, Ferguson looked good. Uh, Undav, whenever he came on for Ferguson in the second half, felt like he had probably the most chances of anyone. I mean, it felt like he was just constant in front of goal. But it was Alexis McAllister here. Uh, we should have talked about him weeks and weeks ago. McAllister? Yeah, Alexis McAllister. World Cup uh, World Cup winning Alexis oh, wow. McAllister. Four shots, to, got three on target, which was tied for the most of any player this week at all. And he was one of the guys who, had, who probably should have put one away. And, by the way, the last kick of the game, 
for Brighton was Alexis McAllister getting to take a free kick within range and put it just wide. Like, I, I, to me, like, this version of Alexis McAllister feels a little bit more like the best version of that we've seen of Alexis McAllister. Really? In, like, his flashes, and he's not coming out. Flashes, yeah. The same Mac Allister has never given us more than two weeks of returns in a row. For sure. In his career. I'm just, like, to me, that would be the guy I... I do like, like him. I don't have... Like, since I don't have a Brighton player of any kind, to me, that would be the guy... Like, over Matoma, over March, you would go yeah, Mac Allister. Yeah, now, like I like I, if it was me weeks and weeks ago, I would have like I would have done you what said I Ma- said. Matoma. I would have gone to Matoma yeah. based on the numbers. And but now it's Mac Allister. I think any of these guys can do something. I just think this was this was such a weirdly unlucky week for them. It happens. Sea yeah. City. Yeah, just yeah. should absolutely should have won this game. Matoma two blanks in a row. Chelsea. Zero shots, by the way, for Matoma in this game. Not what you want to see. McAllister hasn't given you any type of a return since week 16, which was before the World Cup. Chelsea nil. Southampton won. James Ward-Prowse does what James Ward-Prowse yeah, does. My, my, my boy. Why don't you get him? Raheem. I might. Sterling, Raheem Sterling. He did it again. Saved off the line. Incredible. And skied one. Well, yes, Chelsea. I mean, this is not. It's it's so obviously a snake bitten Chelsea right now. It's comical. It's comical, Scott. It's not tactics. It's not team. It's confidence. What do they need, Scott? Mojo. And how do you get it? Uh, Put Obama Yang in. You bring in Ted Lasso. Oh, <laughs> you see where I was going there? Well, they have the. British Ted Lasso, don't they? They got to figure out. Scott, it's not talent. They got as much or more talent than just about anyone in the league. And it's not tactics. Potter is a great tactician. Potter. They have other. They have other issues going on. I feel bad for Graham Potter. I truly do. I do a little bit too. Because, again, I said this maybe last week or whenever I was here last. You brought in Potter, and I—they're Chelsea. You know they have new ownership. They're going to spend some money, yes. But to me, it just seems like you bring in a guy like Graham Potter to develop the young talent, which Chelsea has. And what do they do? They spend five hundred fifty million. And you know, some of those guys are youngish, but now he's got to meld an all-star team together. That's that's a job for Pep Guardiola, not Graham Potter. A stat that I was mentioning earlier from Fantasy Scouts, unbelievable. Chelsea, 117 attempts on goal since the restart. Sixth most of any team in the league. 117. 117 attempts, six goals. Only Bournemouth have fewer than that Um, since the restart. So I have two questions for you. I'm just curious. One's an opinion question. One's a factual question. Which one would you like first, Brian? Uh, to the factual question. All right, who's the most transferred in for game week twenty four? Most transferred in game week twenty four for, for, for all of FPL. This past week, not going into the double. This 25. past game week, who was most transferred in? Oh, it had to be Joel Felix. It was Joel Felix. Yeah, yeah. Wow, yeah. Isn't that crazy. Yeah. Wow, that's another reason why the average score was a little bit down. By the way, second question, opinion question: Who's the most overrated player in the league? If this was an award you would give out at this point in the season, two-thirds of the way through the season, who is the most overrated? 
I have my answer. Muhammad Salah? <laughs> okay. I'm Fair. kidding. I didn't, no, no. Well, I mean, For the first right. time in a long time, that's I'm joking. Mean, I'm joking mean about spirited. that. I think Kai Havertz continues to be most overrated. What's he actually it's, it's, done? Well, but people could argue Pulisic. I mean, you, you could start going through a number of Chelsea players about yeah, being overrated. I mean, you could almost pick most of the team at this point. Um, but I think he, Havertz gets more opportunity than Pulisic by far. I, I just think it's a guy that Brian continues to mention, and then he continues to do nothing. Yeah. I don't know if you continue to mention him. Well, just that, I mean, he, yeah, I mean, he's, he flared up. And he, then, and, and then, then Chelsea he, as a team decided to just completely drop off. Yeah. I flared agree. up. And also, by the way, uh, Joel Felix, Sam Havertz. Yeah. Athlete's foot. An athlete's foot. Hemorrhoid Havertz is oh, oh, the oh, new okay. name. Yep. Okay. Yeah. That's it. A good flare-up. Yep. Yep. Yeah. That's, that's all he is. He's oh, a hemorrhoid. Oh, a, f- a fisher on the uh, <coughs> F-I-S-S-U-R-E. On oh, the, okay. Uh, is that what that was? Yes. That's not, I'm not talking about fishers. Okay. Or fixtures. Yeah. Uh, I Listen, I think, it, yeah, it's a – I don't know what the – corrective is for it i you're it's not sacking graham potter i uh, think uh, by the way yeah like see the yet, number one yet another week where you knew way ahead of the deadline that reese james had been ruled out and they ruled out tiago silva way way in advance of the game i think kukurea was ruled out way in advance of the game like like this is uh like the thing that is unanimous for Chelsea fans for the last couple of years has been like we can't wait to win the league when we get Ben Chilwell and Reese James back playing together again. Yeah, it just isn't happening. It no. might, it just isn't. And mm. this was another week where you got you got Chilwell, you didn't get Reese James. You get Joel Felix back, you get Mason Mount. You're like all the stuff Sterling. that we said. Sterling's out there again, and it turns into you somehow managed to lose one nil. At home. To the worst, the, I think the actual worst team in the league. It's I think the why, Chelsea it's either, effect, it's either it, South, isn't it? It's I mean, Southampton, or, Southampton or Bournemouth are the worst two teams in the league. Yeah, I think as close as the bottom is, I think that yeah, I think that's 19 and 20. That yeah, feels pretty they're legit. They're horrible. And, yeah. they, and James Ward-Prowse, he, he bent it like Beckham, Dave. Yeah, he did. Uh, Why don't you have him again? It feels like you should just go back to him now. If I had him of, right now instead of, of Sully March, uh, I would have yeah, been you'd be, ecstatic you'd be feeling this great. week. You'd be feeling great. Brentford won, Palace won. What are your notes on this one, Brian? Nothing. Just, just players that I wish were more consistent and better that I want to own. As a Olise. Buemo hasn't been a bad third forward. No, no, he is not. It's just, it's just, I don't know. I just wish Palace would be a little better. Yeah, somehow. I love Eze and Elise as yeah. as talent and as players. Palace they're fun. To, they're like so awesome to watch. Can, but, yeah, yeah, if Palace can somehow do next year what West Ham did last year, the league is better. I, You're right. I, I think this is this is where I would like what I would want you to talk about is what happened to the Patrick Vieira effect here, where they just like they've kind of faded in and out. They get, I mean, there's a huge. It's a huge result for them. Like that's like they've been so floundering. I think that was one of the big stats going into the game is that they hadn't scored a goal from open no. play in forever, and that's how they 
That's how Dave, they they Brian. win the game. I'm just saying, like, it's just a weird thing to know. Like, Palace are the first club this season. I think you could legitimately say they're safe to be at the beach. Yeah, Sierra's yeah, laid back. It's probably them and Villa. There's no reason for them to really do anything more than prepare for next season. But I guess it is two. I mean, it's two results in a row where, like, you get. I mean, you get a draw in a massive derby clash. And then, yeah, like, you managed to scrape a point here against... The A slash M23. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, it, it, it's not, like, the best things that they could be doing. It just seems like what I'm saying is, like, it felt like Vieira had them, like, soaring. I don't... I hate to use an eagle. Oh, on, on that. look what but you I'm, did. But what I'm saying is, like, now they're just not doing that. And I nope. don't... And it's not Zaha. Nope. Like, it's not, it had nothing, like, to me, uh-huh. it feels, like, irrespective of, of yeah. Zaha being injured or out yeah. there or whatever. It's totally fair. Just to, like, the one thing you would want, like I said, in two weeks, everyone's going to be going to a Brentford person. Probably Ivan Tony. Yeah. Because their double is against, is at Everton and at Southampton in game week 27. We, uh, we had two relegation six-pointers, which I know it's early to call them that. That's kind of what they were, we though. We really did. Everton won, leads nil. A flute goal from our boy Seamus Coleman, the difference mm-hmm. for Everton. Sean Dyches, Everton. Which, by the way, we'll talk about Seamus' goal, I know, in just a second. But there's some moves that make that, that you just, when they, when they happen and you see them on your TV, it's like, yeah, that just makes sense. Sean Dyche managing Everton right now just makes yeah. sense. Is it your favorite thing? Dave or and or Scott, your favorite thing ever that Frank Lampard couldn't do even close to this. No, I love it. With this exact he should never, same core it's, of it's, players. Yeah. He should never manage in the Premier League again. I, it's just it's such a weird thing to even think about that. Uh, Seamus Coleman, you want to curse him? Yeah, we loved a good Seamus curse. Seamus scored on an impossible chasse. Seamus Coleman, XG of 0.01. Yes. That's not real. Yes, it is. Yes. (laughs) The XG on Seamus kicking that ball where he did and it going in was 0.01. My feeling is that's probably similar odds to a Leicester City title or Finding Bigfoot alive. I believe that's the. Uh, I believe that was the long shot on five thousand okay. to one odds. Right. Uh, the curse for Seamus Coleman, which we haven't done in a very long time. Uh, this is a pretty straightforward, straightforward one. You guys, this is. It's not nice. Uh, curse ye, Seamus. May you burn and be severely injured. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Okay. So next week, a flare is going to hit him. Yes. That is fired onto the pitch, and he will be out with severe burns. It's happening. Oh, you, you heard it here first, gosh. folks. You heard it here I, first. If only I knew. Uh, if only I knew how to say it in uh, in Irish, Gaelic. Yeah, in, in Gaelic. Gaelic yeah. Uh, I wish I could, but that is a straightforward Irish curse, courtesy of the Irish Times. Uh, the other relegation six-pointer, Wolves nil, Brighton one. This is exactly what, what you wanted before Wolves are about to play two matches in game week 25, a loss at home against Bournemouth. I was going to say you started the segment saying Brighton, but you meant Bournemouth. I meant Wolves and Bournemouth. Bournemouth, yes. Between, My bad. Between Everton and Wolves, who both, like you said, play twice this week, is there one 
player other than James Tarkowski that you would consider other than for either team? No. Aaron Gordon. Uh, see what I did there? No, Aaron Gordon is. Yeah, a, I know. I know he's in Newcastle. No, you're. That's a. Isn't he like a guard for the Clippers or something? <laughs> yeah. You're thinking of Anthony Gordon. Anthony Gordon. Who's that? That's oh my the... gosh. <laughs> Not, I have Hugo Bueno. Uh, this and, should not be a Dave Smith podcast. Hugo, <laughs> Hugo, Hugo Bueno, uh, a, a popular choice for people who um, didn't Don't, want to spend a lot of money on a defender. Rico uh, Lewis to Hugo Bueno. What about bueno? Tavernier? I mean, the who's that guy? Tavernier's good. He's been a good player off and on this season. You're just not buying a Bournemouth player. You're simple, the simple fact is you're not doing it. Yeah. No matter what we're talking about, you're not doing that. Uh, bueno, to me, was uh, that was a guy just because he his minutes seemed to be way more assured, um, even as recently as game week twenty one. Uh, they are not as assured. The past three They're weeks, he did not assured. play against Liverpool in game week twenty two. He played half of the match against Southampton in game week twenty three. He did play sixty one minutes against Bournemouth um, this week, so at least he got to the sixty minute mark. Um, he would be one of those players. I know Max Kilman is a, a trendy choice for people to bring in, too, because he's pretty uh, reasonable. While we're talking about Wolves, I'm not really sure. Yep. Um, the fact yep. is that Hugo Bueno is a guy who is 3.9 and oh. who was a defender who was playing a lot. Okay. He's going to start at least one of the two games. So, And I, my guess is he will get minutes in both games. So, if he can get you a three, you'll probably, if you have him already, you'll be okay. You'll, be you'll okay feel with fine. Him. Yeah. Um, Tarkowski's then what, probably one of the top defender transfers in has been his price is now up to four point three. I'm bringing him in only because of price, really. It's going to go up to four point four before uh, before the match week kicks off in game week twenty five. Yeah. So that's the kind of guy like right now. I mean, he look he's second for transfers in. Trent is your number one defender transfer in. So I'm far. surprised people have that much money that That's they can I, go to Trent and, because and I I tried that and I couldn't do it. When is the last time I did? It's been it's probably 2018 since three of the top four transfers in for defenders are Liverpool defenders. Yeah, I agree. It's, it's been a Trent while. Robertson and uh, and Joe Gomez. Say Gomez. Or oh, four point three, right? Yeah, for Gomez. Yeah, Gomez is four three. Yeah. Are you doing that? I thought about it, but why do that when I could just go to Trent with my four moves? That's what I said. Okay. It's but if he, you can't, Joe Gomez is a wonderful consolation prize. Uh, Dave, there might be your well, answer. Well, I know, right but but then again, I, I guess I could let Allison go and then just start oh. Danny Ward. I yeah. mean, take the I, take the points you can get. I don't that. love that. No, you don't. I don't know. I guess that's the, like, I feel like all of this, like, all the strategy for this is what are you doing with players that are, like, your your stud assets? Are you even remotely considering? Rashford's a top transfer out. Because he's not playing. I he's know that. He's going to be a top transfer in next week. For sure. I'm just saying, like, like this is why the masses Rashford's are dumb. out? That's got to be the dumb mass move of the week, though. Seriously. You can't just bench Rashford for a week. But just saying, but just to be clear, the the view of this podcast, I think, overall is okay to sell Trippier. Yeah, I did. I don't love that. I, I don't know why. And bad I, mojo, Newcastle. I can't. I, number one, I don't think there's bad mojo there yet. Uh, have you seen their last three results? 
I understand. I don't think it's there yet, but you could have said the same thing about Arsenal. Okay, I'm just saying, I think... Yeah, but they were still first in the I can't table. say that you're not wrong. I just don't think I'm right yet. The official position of this podcast one week ago was, this isn't the same Newcastle. This is a sagging Newcastle. That was the... If- that was the position of our podcast last week. They then lose 2-0 to Liverpool at home. Yes, it went because it went from triple up on them because they're getting attacking and their defense was like unstoppable. Right. And then all of a sudden it was like, do you want anyone other than Trippier? Yes. I, yes, totally Look, agree with you. I, Scott, their record. And now I'm saying it's also not Trippier. Tri- Trippier is on a run of 11, 12, 7, 12, 8, 8, 9, 8. And then he comes up with a 2-2-1. One of which, the one, his goalkeeper decided to get a red card. Now, I'm just saying, I, I'm honestly going to watch. Um, I'm not ready to sell Trippier yet. I'm going to watch the Carabao Cup final just to see who's starting in goal for Newcastle. Yeah, it's Lawrence Car- Carius, right? It's either that or a baby. <laughs> <laughs> What's his name? Gillespie? Paul Gillespie or something like that? Which sounds like the name of the guy around the corner. It's got to be Carius. Brought into the goal. Dave, tell the people at home what to do with Eddie and Kedia. I have him. I'm keeping him only because he's playing in a double. But if I had a chance to bring in, if I knew Darwin was starting and or if I knew Jota was starting, I would bring either one of them in for Enkedia. I just think Although that- I already own Enkedia, so I wouldn't bring him in for him. But I, I, would, I would start. He continues to be in, uh, you know, at the moment here recently. And over the last two or three weeks, it's been Timo Werner, Darwin Nunez, and Kai Havertz territory. And I'm not throwing shade on Darwin, but up until this past week, he had been very Werner-ish the, the prior weeks. Yeah. And so he's putting himself in – now, this is what Nketiah is doing. He's putting himself in positions like Darwin was to score. They're just, for whatever reason, not scoring. He needs to just not try to head a ball and just uh, and kick it in. His headers had just not been good. A period. Period, 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 not good. Okay. I I just I'm I'm surprised so many people are going to him. If he wasn't doubling, he would He's even, doubling. He wouldn't even consider I'm doing keeping him are only not because smart. they're very predictable and I have understandable. Issues. Rashford's going out. He's not in danger. He's not in danger of Jesus coming back, I don't think. I not until I, to March. Me, not until the beginning of March, which is like two weeks I away. Want, I, tell me why they're not going to start Trossard on the left and Martinelli up top. You tell me why they're not going to do that. And he might. Okay. He might in this I, double. I just wonder if we don't see that this week. And we I want, And as soon as Jesus comes back, Martinelli should be immediately back on everyone's radar. I agree. 100%. I agree. Well, I already covered the top three in the FPL America Podcast League earlier. Uh, Anthony... Game of throw-ins, moved up to second. His 78, I referenced, is the high score as well overall. Wow. Well done. So well done, Anthony. You are right where you normally are. Top three. <laughs> For sure. Uh, here as we hit the uh, latter third, the final third. Look at you do fast math. Of the regular season. That's all I got, Dave. All right. Well, look. No, I... you have, a, you have a, I think, a question to answer. Who are you captaining? Good call. I, I already said it's gonna. I'm going to go against the green. i got to go Harry Kane. You're not captaining a. Who's your Arsenal people this week? Uh, Ben White. That's it. Yeah, I think so. You have Saka. No. You have Odegaard. I do have Odegaard. Yeah, I have Odegaard. My computer's closed and my pipe is ready to be lit, 
So you're catching me off guard here, Brian. All right. I thought I just, we were wrapping I, up. I just want to. I just want to uh, make have sure. Odegaard. I have Odegaard. But you are bringing in a Liverpool person. I have Gakpo and Trent. Would you captain Trent? Yeah, I would. I'm. I'm totally doing whatever you the are hell not, I want. This you're year. not captaining Kane. Don't do it. Well, I only said that because we talked about how right, that right, would be yeah. completely you're captaining, crazy. You're captaining someone normal. Do you have a question for me? Yes, Dave. Who are you captaining? I feel like it's a toss-up here. You I'm have Saka. I'm going Salah. You're captaining Salah. Yep. Good for you, dude. I'm going, I'm going back Good to the well. You. I'm going to Trent. He has sunk me so many weeks, I'm going right back to him. He you know owes what? me. He has owed me so much. Where so I, hard. So He owes me so much. I stuck with you for so long, Muhammad Salah, when I shouldn't have, and you screwed me on three different times where Holland got hat tricks and I went with you. You owe me this double match week. Proud of you for your loyalty. Brian? Assuming that Salah's in my team, which that's been my that was my move already. Mitrovic out. Uh Gnanto from Nanto. Yes. Gnanto in. Okay. Um so that's a I think that was a two I gave me I have two two dollars in the bank. It's still not enough to go from Bruno. I still I'm gonna have to do a minus eight to make it happen. I love that. Which stinks. I yeah, hate that. That's awesome. But it's great. I did not want to bring in Greenwood from Leeds and make a dead end. Like bring in a nobody. So I at least wanted to have a player. Yeah, it'll probably be Salah. I it's gonna drive me crazy not having Darwin and not having Trent. I would, those are the guy I would love that. I would love to get to Trent. I don't think Robertson's crazy either. You could get to a Gak? You don't want to yeah, Gak for it up? sure. I could just for I could just say forget Salah, go Gakpo completely, and just go. Well, you, no, I go Salah and Gak. Can't do it. Okay. All right. For the FPL America podcast, this is David Smith. Until next time. <laughs>